Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Paper Cuts podcast. Uh, as always, we're really happy that you're here listening. Uh, we had some trouble recording this week, so the audio quality might not be up to par, but next week it'll be right back to normal, so enjoy listening and back to the show. You are now listening to the Paper Cuts comic podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for checking out the Paper Cuts podcast. Issue 91, I'm your host, Dan Ryan. Joining me this week is Mr. Dean DeFalco. Butt plug. Mr. Evan Goldstein. Butt plug. And our returning champion, Mr. Matthew Much. Butt plug. (laughs) Gentlemen, it has been two weeks since all four of us have been here together. Uh, Yeah, probably a little longer. Maybe a little bit longer. Five days since we've been together. Well, true. We were together too many games where I won the video game portion of our uh, Buy This, Will Ya? Actually, we all won getting to see Dean dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog. That's true. That's true. Uh, However, we will be doing another version of our Buy Something, Will Ya? Little uh, contest that we do at our panel at Garden State Comic Fest, which will be when, Evan? July 9th and 10th at Menin Arena in Marstown, New Jersey. We're doing a Paper Cuts Paper Hunt 2016. Are we doing $10 or $20? Because we did $10 last year, but I noticed you guys did $20 for buy something. Uh, Because video games are, like, kind of tough. So, no, I think know, I thought it was just because Chris likes video games more than comics. So no, 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 no. it's it's because at that con, it's kind of difficult to get something for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. Okay. Choo choo. So we're doing fifty dollars. We're doing yeah, fifty bucks. Right. No problem. Fifty bucks. All right. So make sure you come and check us out July 9th and tenth at the Men in Arena for the Garden State Comic Fest. It's going to be a hell of a show. But outside of that, gentlemen. So some comic books came out this week. The uh, the the much uh-huh. ballyhooed follow up to Captain America, Steve Rogers number one. It was exactly as we predicted. <laughs> I actually exactly thought it was going to go a little bit longer before they. I mean, just like opened it all up. Yeah, like. like so, in case you missed it, if you've been if you've been <laughs> living under a rock this past month. Uh, at the end of Captain America, Steve Rogers, uh, number one, he says, Hail Hydra, uh, gives a Nazi salute and kills a puppy, which uh, was fucking just way off the rail. Oh, and he's shitting an apple pie, Unnecessary. too. Just, oh. <laughs> just so, oh, the Hail Hydra would have been enough. I heard he fucked the baseball, too, with his micro penis. <laughs> he just... What did you read? <laughs> <laughs> that's not That's not the issue you read? I don't know. The no. artist changed those last couple of panels, so <laughs> maybe maybe somebody gave me a surprise. Oh boy! A what? <laughs> anyway, so Captain. No, all he does is he says, says "Hail Hydra." Um, issue number two fully explains what's going on. Like they just all their cards are on the fucking table. Nick Spencer was like, "All right, you're gonna give me death threats. I'm gonna give you an explanation." And uh, no, 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 no. This is this book has been in the can for way longer than the death threats have been going on. Oh yes, not like the I don't death know. It came felt like it was written in a week. No. Well, that that uh, might have happened. We don't know. It didn't, but it's been printed for quite a while. 
That's true. Dude, That's he, true. he got a but, death uh, so, threat. He spit out his coke, and he was like, fuck this shit. I'm writing something else, man. <laughs> I was just going to have him be an asshole, but I guess they'll come up with some cockamamie fucking story. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Gentlemen, uh, let's let's discuss the uh, the overall plot device here of Kobik, the Cosmic Cube, who apparently we find out in this issue was at one time in the possession of uh, a Red Skull, perhaps even the Red Skull, uh, was in a fight. Red Skulls? I, yeah, there has been. There's uh, one and his daughter. Yeah, Sin. Which I was wondering why a, she had a pretty face now, and they explain that too. They do. Um, we get a flashback to. between... <laughs> I mean, you know, that we get a flashback, Captain America fighting the Red Skull, S.H.I.E.L.D. cuts off fucking... Not S.H.I.E.L.D., but Captain America's S.H.I.E.L.D. He throws it, cuts off the Red Skull's arm, and uh, shatters Cosmic Cube into lots of little pieces, which I didn't think was a thing that was possible. I Didn't thought the cosmic it's, it's vibranium shield, isn't it? Listen, like the, sure. Can we call it CC like the pizza kitchen? Call who? Cosmic kitchen. We're cosmic referring cube? to it right, as sorry. a sentient object. So CC sounds cute. <laughs> so, little girl name. already so named it. Cobra. Mafia no, gets uh, CC. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Right. Gets uh, gets a shield to the face. The cube is split up into a bunch of pieces. And long story short, those pieces are kept in a lab by Shield. Uh, in individual containers, and one day those pieces uh, decide to get back together in the form of a little girl named Kobik. There's a stupendous coalescence resulting in maximum casualties. Really was. was Those are a lot of big words. God, I'm I'm like, I am fucking half-chubbed right now at that (laughs) sentence. Oh, God, for the first video call? (laughs) <laughs> it's not like he had comics that are just starting to poke up no. into the shot that were on his lap. That no, would have been no. awesome. <laughs> the entire Son table just tilts. Come on now. Focus. Choo, choo. Joke for some of you. Anyway, so uh so yeah, like we get this whole backstory with uh with Kovic and the cube. Um it felt forced. Fucking yeah, like yeah, just, just it was an info dump, and that usually doesn't make for a good issue. No, it was an info work. dump no. with poor artwork. I wasn't feeling not, it, man. Not I, good artwork. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. No. I don't know. I thought it was kind of boring, and you know, but I don't, what are you? What are you telling me? She's doing it because like she she wants to because she thinks that's the cool thing she to thinks do. Hydra. The red skulls like her dad. Yeah, no, I don't. That's kind of weird. Like I don't. I don't. Especially after he tried shooting her and. She's like, that's mean. I was like, really? That's mean. That's that's kind of beyond mean. That's uh, that's, <laughs> well, yeah, if we take if we take a step back, the whole thing, the cube as a four year old girl, I think it's pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. then moving forward with all the weird things that a four year old cosmic entity will do, also dumb. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Pretty, and you know, then you have two captains America. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> captains America. Um, I, I'm like I, I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with the idea of like if the cosmic cube has to be the living embodiment of somebody like a brainwashed little girl who thinks the red skull is the fucking Dope cat's pajamas fun. and wants to wants to remake people in 
in their image. So, so we didn't even fucking talk about this yet. The big spoiler of this issue is that in in healing Steve Rogers from an old man into young virile Captain Rogers again, she fixes his mind too and gives him a a bunch of false memories. I'm supposing because we saw that with Doctor uh, Selvig. But apparently she's going to throw a bunch of false memories in there of Steve Rogers always having been a member of Hydra and thinking Hydra is just the best idea ever. And so, just, so, just so that we are fully clear on that's what happened, we are reiterated the idea that Red Skull has Xavier's mind and he can mind read also. Well, yeah, he's fact checking essentially. Every point of this story <laughs> was forced. You know, hey, he's Red Skull is Politifact, is what we're saying. <laughs> Red Skull is the living embodiment of Politifact right now. I, um, yeah, sure, man. Yeah. I didn't, man. Like, it wasn't. I was bad. way it into the first good. issue. It's what we demanded. An explanation, <sighs> and that's what he gave us. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> I don't know. Really, like, no. I mean, it just like it feels. It feels like this was the wrong time to run this story. Like a lot of times, I think if you look like back through the history of comics, you'll see that some good ideas were maybe shoehorned into an event or two over the last uh, the last couple of cycles. And this could have been a really good story on its own. But having to shoehorn it in with the Captain America movie coming out, so we have to have young Steve Rogers again. And then with Civil War II happening at the same time, and Cap being a good guy and fighting on the side of, you know, whoever in that, certainly not fighting for Hydra, um, it just feels so rushed. The story's not getting enough room to breathe. No, I don't know. Am I I wrong there? No, I mean, there's a lot of stories going into this, too, because you had Pleasant Hill... Which was the uh, the big lead up to Civil War? That's what we thought, but it was the lead up to this Captain America bullshit going on. Now we have this Captain America mm-hmm. story that's running alongside Civil War. I don't know, kind of too much at once. And I mean, I like Civil War. I'm not in love with it yet, but I mean, it's it's good. But then it feels like they're trying to be like, no, look at Captain America too. We you don't need to read Civil War just by itself. You can read this. This is cool too, right? He's, he's bad. He's a bad guy now. It's cool. That's cool. That's a new good. He's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Everybody likes bad guys. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah, Jesus. He, he's, like... he's sort of bad, and then he was good, and then then they just went with it because bad was good. It's like 1996, and seven-year-olds are screaming, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There we go. Awesome. All right. So so what do we say? Gentlemen, uh, this is a pass from me. Matt, what, do you, what say you? I think it's uh, you have to because you demanded it. Because <laughs> the entire world, especially a massive number of non-comic reading people, went, what the fuck did you just do? And so the answer, you have to invest in the answer. Fair enough. Dean? I'm investing in nothing. Fucking pass. All right. Evan? Nah. Just one nah. begrudging buy. <laughs> one buy it because you asked for it, you cocksucker. You goddamn made your bed. Now you got to sleep in it, people. That's what I heard. You your bed is 23 pages of glossy paper. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. 
What's not next? the comfiest bed ever. <laughs> so uh, I am going to let you take the reins on this one, friend Evan. Uh, Spectrum, issue zero and issue one. I was not able to read issue one. Uh, Dean, you missed this one too, right? Yeah, I have it, but I, there just wasn't enough time in the day. This was actually kind of difficult okay. to get for us. So, uh, yeah, there were only a couple of us that read it. Yeah, well. I, it, so, <laughs> Evan, you uh, you suckle at the teat. That is the Firefly universe. This is true. And uh, if I am not mistaken, which I, to be honest, rarely am, this is a tie-in to said Firefly teat. Well, sort of. Um, In, Alan right. Tudyk did a Vimeo television show called Con Man. And that mm -hmm. is about a guy who is in the con circuit because he played a space pilot in a television show. And he doesn't like right. being in the con circuit. So, right. Part He's of angry at the thing that brought him celebrity. Yes. And part of that Kickstarter thing was that they made a comic book about the show that he was on. It was kind of confusing. Right. Like I, I... slightly convoluted, but it's not. It's not a big. It's just an add-on. Um, it's actually pretty good. I was really entertained by issue one and issue two, or excuse me, issue zero. Issue one was it was just as good, and, and it, they're rattling through all the characters. They have you know, Mal like there's the Malcolm Reynolds character, or um, what's his name? What's his real name? His his Nathan, real name? Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, like as I'm reading the book, Castle? I yeah I hear Castle's voice. It's, um, Captain Hammer. <laughs> no, because it wasn't singing Hammer. the entire time. But in the first issue, they do, or in the zero issue, they do a world setup where it's in the future and aliens are attacking the planet via these monoliths that are on this planet. There's not a lot of backstory. You're just thrown into this universe. Uh, James Racker is the Malcolm Reynolds character in this. Uh, Kethra or Kethria, she is like this ultra powerful scion, they keep calling her. She's a really cool car. That's awesome. Yes. Um, Just continue. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first issue is. James uh, Breaker trying to get back to headquarters and aliens attacking and shit blowing up stage setting. The issue one, which is what we were supposed to read, was about the Alan Tudyk character who is now a, sor a sort of washed out pilot because he made some gigantic error and destroyed a ship and he was, you know, demoted. Wow, way to go to a like he's now driving what in essence is like a street sweeper spaceship <laughs> so space sweeper i don't know what you sweep in space but i mean that sounds it, it, dope it's a mining all of the bullshit we send up there which is a fucking lot <laughs> but it's a podcast so, for another podcast so the alan Tudyk characters is you know driving his mining ship doing what he's got to do and then and, and aliens attack and he goes to go to base because his weapon, his ship doesn't have any weapons on. He's going to get a better ship. And in that interaction, that, that attempt to get there, 
he crashes and they team up. He finds the <laughs> James character and they team up and head off to go do what they need to do in the military installation that is this future i it's like there's not enough backstory to see what the fuck is going on you just got to take it moment by moment by moment the art is mm -hmm. actually really good storytelling the thing moves you just can't worry about what came before it How did you fast doesn't move did you read the first page of the zero issue because that's an info dump that gives you a lot of you know i i actually read the first issue first and then went oh wow this is pretty good and then i got right into the art of the the zero issue Okay. Um, I, like it. I mean, it's not it's not the best delivery method, but that's where the backstory is. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, there it is. I enjoyed it. I'll it's, probably pick up issue three or two, whatever the fuck it is. Seventeen point eight. <laughs> the third issue, issue two. <laughs> uh, it's good, and it's actually. There was part of me that wondered if it would just be like a Firefly spoof, but it's a legitimate story. Uh, somewhat reasonably original in its own right, and it's well written. It's really good. They're not messing around. Yeah, the unfortunate part is, is the entire time that I'm reading it, I'm looking for that Firefly-esque stuff, and right. I had to, you know, stop and pay attention to the story that they're trying to tell, which is actually really good. And um, yeah, did I, you what see? I thumbed through of the Zero issue uh, was certainly devoid of snark, which yes. I was expecting. Issue one had a little free. snark. There was a little bit Did of snark it, in issue but it's one. In, it's in the character. It's not like the comic is snarky. Right. The character is snarky, so it, it fits. The Alan Yeah, I, I got to be honest. That I don't think there was enough here to hook me away from... Because, like, we read... Uh, I mean, we read certainly, at least I do anyway, more than the four books that we pick per week. And... Um, sure. With the, <laughs> with the massive mountain of comics that are available, this didn't do anything for me to be like, yes, I will add this to that fucking <laughs> commitment that I've already made. And you know what's funny? The reason I laugh is because you're poo-pooing this, and yet one of the books we are going to review does not deserve to be on anyone's pile at all. But yet we have reviewed it in probably a total nine times. Shut up. It's the best book ever. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. I legitimately like it. I, I And, and it, that's my point is that it's it's good enough to be on the pile, but not really that good of a book. All right. Well, we'll get there. Anywho, this so, is actually really worth a read, Dan. You, you really should check okay, it out. Okay. I, I mean, like, I I will read the first issue. Because um, I'll lend you like, my I, comicsology uh, oh, login. thanks. Good. Let's share that. We'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes for everybody. Okay. Everybody. <laughs> make, let me make sure my, my Amazon account is attached to it so that it's just quick buy. Saved on file. People will get you a bunch of presents. It'll be awesome. You're like, oh shit, I don't remember buying this because I fucking did. Presents to other addresses. <laughs> it's a bunch of gift cards so I can roll in the rem machine anyway so it's uh how do we get on the puzzles and dragons like i i stopped listening i for have a second. no idea you can't i have to work it in there we have to we're talking about comic books dan we are you missed the Look. cutoff man and that's something i want you to work on <laughs> that's old working school it in. we're gonna win 
we're gonna win. What are we Bludgeon winning? The Wizard of Oz. Anyway, so um, I it's it's a I, from me, which is uh, about as strong as I can give it right now, and it sounds like it's a buy from the two of you. Yes. Oh wait. Yes. This isn't a video. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't Matt, up an audio podcast, up. Matt. I got audio. We can We're see it. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump over to uh, to well. Evan brought it up, so we're going to talk about it now. Venom, Space Knight, number nine, uh, continuing to be written by Robbie Thompson with the art uh, still being done by not Ariel Olivetti, but Kim Jacinto instead. Knowing that going into this issue, that it was not going to be Olivetti, I was less thrown by the artwork, and Same. I feel that the artwork was a little better this month. It was adequate. Month. Yeah, it was all that, right. Well, the first, the first issue that uh, Jacinto did, I felt like everybody's face, had, like everybody had like fucking steroid head. <laughs> you know, like when baseball players do steroids, and you're like, "Holy shit, Barry Bonds! Why the fuck is your face so wide?" Because he does a lot of steroids. I like I felt was. like everybody. I think had nobody that. had a chin. Yeah, and there were no chin. Like it was just wide, chinless motherfuckers. Just Everyone chinless turned into meat boy. Everyone <laughs> really. It was just a book featuring Super Meat Boy in various <laughs> costumes. It was a cosplaying Super Meat Boy issue. Very weird artistic choice. I'm surprised it got past the editors, to be honest with you. But this issue, the artwork oh, seemed to settle down a little bit. And we got basically the story of... <laughs> All right. Listen, people, we're starting to laugh. Nothing was said that was funny. But the video that I wish we were all watching together, that includes yeah. you people at home, was awesome. <laughs> it's like a shark just coming across. A little furry shark. No, little, very little pieces of shark still. Anyway. So uh, this, we, we pretty much get um, what happens to Flash while he is inside Venom. And not like in a sexy way, but like in a... <laughs> no, not, not at all. Literally... Inside of him, trapped inside, inside of him, symbiote, and it's just a flashback to all the awful shit that Flash Thompson did. It's like your father beat you, you were a dick in high school, you were an alcoholic, you were shitty to your wife and kids. Um, you're basically like the ideal Let's make you Republican. a superhero, and they just. I don't think I want to read this book again next month. <gasps> it wasn't bad. But I no longer give a shit. Because I know all this already. Well, they, they, they kind of got me with the uh, the ending where... I, I mean, can I, can I spoil it? Yeah, yeah, go we, ahead. We get a little spoilery here on Paper Cuts. Yeah, well, I, 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 I want to know if we weren't there yet. But, I mean, you basically just described three quarters of the book. Um, he's like, oh, you know... Uh, once he finally gets out of uh, Venom and they capture him, he's like, I saw this light at the, uh, at the end and I kept going towards it, but I could never get there. And... I found out it wasn't a way out. It was just it was just like something was missing, and I, I don't know what, but something's missing from Venom, and maybe that'll fix him. And then it flashes over to Earth, and there's apparently another fucking Venom monster running around. Little, look, looks like a girl, maybe? Like, fucking yeah. shit up as Venom. And I'm like... Well, yes, I, those are boobs, dude. Yeah, and I was like... I, I, yeah, they're I, not... Tend to give that away. They're not owl boobs, but they're boobs. Uh, they, they, they didn't look like boobs. They look like two, like, hastily drawn triangles. Well, yeah. That's like, kind of like Madonna. Not... Like, if Madonna yeah. was a symbiote. Oh, shit. I think he, uh... I think he figured it out. Simbana. Anyway, um... 
I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel that, man. I was just like, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I, that, that was kind of like, I, I, I don't want that. Give him a new symbiote, make Venom better, turn him into a different symbiote. I don't know. I just, that wasn't really the ending I was looking for. Yeah, all. like this, this issue and the last issue before it had a fucking disturbing lack of 803. Oh, yeah, absolutely <laughs> which, correct. Yeah. Which, which but 803 showed up in this one. He was actually clutching this one. But, sir, the device, that was his only line. He has to try and kill but himself that, like, every issue. Yeah. I don't, like, this book has gone from being a weird, interestingly humored title to just being an action book. Like, it, it fe this doesn't feel like the same book that we read for the first six issues. Well, they're, they're not focusing on his crew anymore, which, like, was kind of the cool part. Him going on adventures, like, in a spaceship with the suicidal robot, a crazy talking panda, yeah. you know, Medusa head and shit. Yes, yeah, scroll person. And, like, that was kind of cool. And then now it's just about him and his touchy-feely problems that no one really wants to hear about because it's been done before. We all know Flash's past and why he became the character he was. And... Do we really need to dwell on that again? Like, are, are we providing flashback for new readers? Maybe, but I don't know. I mean, to kind of poke the story at this, I don't think it's necessary. Well, I'm glad I made my point. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just disappointed, man. You know, I guess like, I'm the only one that liked this book. No, I... I, it, I thought it, it was one of the best w written Venom titles that has come... Venom issues that has come out. Everything I else until we talked about it. Quirky, <laughs> stupid, joking shit the entire time for but, nine but that, or eight issues. That's what makes it endearing. That I sort of liked it. Yeah, that's what I kind of liked about it is that it all had... of a sudden they wrote it better and we don't like it anymore. Yes, that. I I liked it, but I'm I'm <laughs> relatively new to comics. This is, I mean, I knew of Flash, but I didn't know. All the shitty things he had well, done. See, so there you go. I wasn't inside him like me. Venom was. <laughs> I don't know. It just it feels like such a departure from what we were getting. And like, if it's in service of an overall story, then all right, I'm cool with it. Like, I will read the next issue, but I I actively don't want to at this point because I am. <laughs> completely uninterested in another fucking piece of venom just being a symbiote somewhere plus this is the Enough. third she venom yeah like there's shriek she's still real big at the fucking universal orlando uh spider-man ride if you're looking okay, for the fourth she venom but like this just i don't it's this book it was something different there was something original about it and now we're just back to like, is he coming back to Earth? Is issue ten like Venom Earth Night? I, I don't. I don't want to I don't, read that yeah, book. No, I don't want him to come back to Earth. That that would no, be the last the, thing we need him to do. He's going back to the home world. Isn't he going to Clintar? Clintar. I think we're. Then why do why the fuck do I care about this she Venom? We're gonna probably start getting a side story in there, and maybe when he kills off or whatever he does to the his Venom symbiote, it's gonna fuck her up on Earth. Well, no, no they... like the story is he's got to go to Earth 
to get this piece of the symbiote to bring it back to heal his venom like that's that's he, well, what this is gonna be he, yeah but he doesn't huh. even know that yet so he probably has to go to clintar to just find that out okay well that's one more issue but i'm just i'm just saying like but like here's where i have a problem with that now maybe we're getting a little bit too inside the history of comics but i don't if, think we if can. i am you know maybe we said butt um, plug for five minutes i'm pretty sure we can spare a few minutes for the history of plug? comics <laughs> butt plug um so venom has a piece of the symbiote break away and that piece of symbiote becomes carnage right yes yes oh, okay another piece of symbiote breaks away from the venom suit and becomes toxin, toxin. yeah ding and then a third piece of symbiote breaks away and becomes anti-venom. Ding. Ding. <laughs> then there's the other symbiotes like Shriek and whatnot, but I think those were actually separate symbiotes like in the mid-90s that came down. Wasn't that a military from... thing? Man, I, that I don't remember, but... but well, so, Carn okay, we... You remember that Carnage USA book? Did anybody, anybody yeah. help me read that? I there was loved a, that book. There was a whole troop okay. of them. Troop and of they were them. all pieces of carnage? carnage yes maybe i don't know but in essence isn't that a piece of venom because a piece of carnage yeah okay right so they're, they're but playing, what we're saying I, I i don't know it looks like they're playing this like this is a more carnage uh toxin and anti-venom all like look mutated compared to what this chick looks like where she looks just like a girl version of venom but i guess it well, really right. depends no, on your could personality be a, a kitten inside of there could be a kitten <laughs> i hope okay. it is. Could be but like where but my my point with that was that as a comics reader and perhaps this is the curse of continuity or the curse of being a fan for so long or just being a fucking internet warrior um you know, why do I give a shit about this piece when there's three other pieces that are missing? If, if that's the story that you're telling me of, like, there's a piece missing. Well, no, fucker. There's, like, three pieces missing. Why does well, this one matter? May, maybe we will find out in the next issue, which we haven't seen yet, and they haven't even made mention of this character. We just saw a picture. Right, but we're podcasters, so we have to hate <laughs> shit without fucking reading it. That's how this Unless, works. My mistake. Fuck them. <laughs> Butt plug. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Back. Is Flash's wife dead, or are they bringing her back? Because she was one of the she-venoms. Hey, maybe that's who it is. Like, I don't know. I just... But that's what I'm saying. Like, this isn't what I want from this book. I want fucking weird owl boobs and going out on weird <laughs> adventures with Murder Space Panda and a suicidal robot. Oh, like Murder that Space Panda. Made this, that made this something interesting. And now it's just continuity. And it's... And it's I don't... A, I just, it is the same writer? Yes. yes. It hasn't changed yeah. writers. It's a, yeah. it's a microcosm I, of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because... Guardians of the Galaxy for two volumes was weird, detached space adventures with no bearing on mm -hmm. Earth or main continuity. Why can't and we ever keep that, though? Because that's what Silver Surfer was like. Fucking, marketability. I guess, because Silver Surfer was like Doctor Who, and that was fucking dope as shit. And then they were like, nah, we're done with that. Mm. Fuck that noise. Let's end it. Uh, Why? Uh, it was good. Uh, so that's... 
So just over seven issues of Venom Space Night, we got the first two volumes of Guardians of the Galaxy. It was fun. It was interesting. It was different. And then they said, oh, some assholes are actually reading this. We have to destroy it with uh, <laughs> becoming... We're going mainstream. We're Venom hipsters. They That's fucking what we sold are. out, man. Certainly are. I like Venom before the continuity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, all that being said, though, I would say pick up this issue... Um, if you had picked up the previous stuff, because this does kind of wrap up where that part of it was going, but I would I, like, we're going to read the next issue probably, but well, some of us we were, will. I don't know if we weren't doing this show, I would be dropping this book right now. That's what you say till you see it so. on the shelf and it's the valiant return of old Venom Space Night. <laughs> It's, exactly. It's, so. The art, the cover art alone will draw you right to this book. Yeah. They did I mean, make now, Venom that... look really cool, like, on the cover. I, I was kind of taken by that. Like, I wanted to turn the page. If Olivetti is coming back, that that raises a bit of a different argument. But, I mean, it's a buy it, but feel bad about yourself from me. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, the... what about you? Uh, I, I won't feel bad about myself. I, I love this. I'll always love this book because of what it did for me for, for Murder Space Panda, the cuddly fury that is Murder Space Panda, and a suicidal robot. The cuddly robot. fury. Yeah, I mean, wow. it just it was so great, and it was it was perfectly drawn, and I was like, I want to hug it, but it'll kill me, so I don't. And then there's there's Suicidal Robot 803. How can you not love that? It's uh, It was Star Trek, but the, but the dysfunctional version of Star... It's Galaxy Quest. That's what it is. It's Galaxy Quest with Venom. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go That's with. a book I want to read. I want to read Galaxy <laughs> Quest with Venom. Not fucking Spider-Man continuity. I'll read uh, fucking Spider-Man for that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm hoping... I'm I'm hopeful it comes back to what it was. Get get over this, this Clintar bullshit. Bring me more space campaigns with Venom. I'll, I'll read that. Exactly. Matt, what about you? It... I still liked it. I didn't mind being retold Flash's history because I didn't know it as well as mm. probably most Marvel fans, and uh, it's okay to go there. It's actually, um, at least with the with the Venom as his father, that was downright frightening imagery. It was yeah. scary. It's yeah, like, wow, this is kind of fucked. Uh, it's a buy. It's definitely a buy for me. All right, Evan? I, I I'm on board with the buy. I mean, I thought it was really well written. I think it was better better written than any of the other issues that we've read, and I enjoyed that. The art, I would prefer Olivetti, but I just thought it was it was a better told story. I just you know maybe the story wasn't what you were looking for, so I say bye. Should I tweet All him right. and see if he's ever coming back? Yeah, yeah, do that, Matt. Get on that right sure. now. You can. <laughs> Let him know so, uh, this Lord demands an answer. Closing out this week uh, was the book that I was the least excited about um, and the most surprised by, and that would be Cryptocracy from Dark Horse, uh, written and drawn by Van Jensen and Pete Woods. Mm. Uh, they're just listed as the creators. I don't know who wrote or, wrote or drew. Um, I think Pete Woods is the artist and Van Jensen is the writer. But uh, I'm not going to do any research, so whatever. It's actually James um, Woods. <laughs> James Woods. Ooh, a piece of candy. Um, actually, Jimmy Woods from The Wizard. Wow. Wow, we're going deep now. 
Wow. <laughs> we found the warp whistle to level three. Oh, shit. Uh, I um, don't so think bad. he speaks English. <laughs> so, all of Eddie. so get out your fucking tinfoil hats, kids, because uh, all the conspiracy theories that you thought were happening, they're all fucking true. At and, least in uh, this book. <laughs> at least in this book. So this book is spoilers. Real? Illuminati. But not the Illuminati. See, not here's Marvel's what I always Illuminati. find it. Here's what I find interesting. Every time, and I just I wonder what this says about us as a society, or fans, or creators, or or whatever in the larger scope of things. Every time secret societies of the rich and powerful are depicted in media, whether it be film or television, uh, or comics or books, it always ends up as fucking. Bondage, leather-clad, gay orgies. Uh, I, I thought butt plug was a little far today, but that that was a, a, yeah, that was a bit much. Was and at mouthful. least in this book, it, that's a cat. <laughs> certainly was. At least in this book, there was an explanation as to like, you know, we're jumping kind of midway through the book here, but midway through the book, um, one of the uh, sons of the rich and powerful of the elite the one percent of one percent in america is at this initiation to what he thinks is the illuminati but it's not the illuminati the big uh the big guy uh walking around in a fucking dope ass suit is like the illuminati is a myth um and all of you fuckers that just did a bunch of shit uh are on camera and i'm going to blackmail you if you ever (laughs) say anything and there's just the the son, the young son of the one percent of the one percent, is sitting there in a cape and his underwear, and says, "You're telling me I just put my you know in a you know just for you to watch? Like it's always this. Why is it always this? Because it's easier that way. Is it like Eyes Wide Shut? I fucking love that movie, Eyes Wide Shut. That's a good Stanley movie. Stanley Kubrick, brilliant. But like, why is it always fucking weird sex shit? Like, I just I don't understand." Why it's always got to be but like we Dan, got a lot of money, so we fuck weird. We will like, never be in that position. To, is that to, what it is? Yeah, I we'll never understand it. But so if at what if at some point in time one of us becomes the one percent of the one percent of the one percent, we'll have to mm-hmm. come back and explain it to the rest of us and how to fuck weird shit when you're rich. <laughs> but that's yeah, the like, only way we're ever gonna find out. Oh, okay. Matt, go I mean, ahead like, and get rich and then start fucking weird shit. <laughs> like, um, I mean. Yeah, sure, man. Preacher, like, have you guys read Preacher? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Preacher did a good job of, like, lampooning this idea of uh, there's one particular line that sticks out, and I don't remember the exact quote. I don't have the issue in front of me, but um, it's the weird, rich British guy who says something to his servant about which animal's asshole he will be buggering later <laughs> that evening. <laughs> it's like it's always this weird what fucking thing man yeah that, that that book got real weird really fucking like a bunch of times I, like and it makes me think that's the book you keep like telling me to nice read guy. oh yeah, yeah preacher fucking amazing but like he seems like a really nice guy and he does a lot of humanitarian work but like is this the shit that bill gates gets up to well if you, you think if you break it for if you break it down <laughs> Hang you on, gotta guys. figure <laughs> it's the thing that makes the right now? small group of yeah. 
writers, you know, you figure most of the writers are what they're white males, 20 to 55. And apparently yeah. the thing that either interests them the most as a group or makes them most uncomfortable or interests them and they think it should make everyone else uncomfortable is secret gay bondage. <laughs> so they make that the secret weird thing. It's just like, oh, let me just try to come up with the strangest thing I can think of. Hmm. Dudes in leather, maybe some animals involved. Yeah, I'm looking at a panel right now. Um, there's a pig. Right now? <laughs> and uh, there's a pig next to a guy who's on all fours. Like, And I don't... Like, please understand, listeners, and the three of you, I suppose, I am not judging. Like, if that's what you got <laughs> to do to get your rocks off... No, don't, you, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Like, people are I into weird everyone. shit. That, well, that's fair. But, like, it's cool. Be into weird shit. That's fine. I just wonder why this is always the go-to, I suppose, is... For the, the question that I would God, ask. Can we can finish talking about this book. Okay. <laughs> Holy anyway, <so>. divergent <laughs> tangent off railsness. Look, Some gentlemen, we're going to get inside baseball here for a second, but you fuckers said you wanted the show to talk about shit, not just the books as a play-by-play. -play. That's what yes, I'm giving you. but this is the topic you decide to go. That's what the book is about. It has we to come organically. Dive on Venom. Read. <laughs> Just I, saying. I would just be happy I got if we a lot of the time topic and right talking about it. I, I don't know about bondage and stuff. Not, it, not down with the sickness. Happening. Uh, okay. Anyway, so, so here we go. There's a secret society. They're in charge of shit. They cause destruction. The It's broken up into like different planetary names. Earth is Mars. Canada is Jupiter. I assume we will meet the other uh, houses, sort of game, Games of Thronesian, uh, if you will. The leader of the Mars sect in the United States is, I think he says he's 244 years old, yep. I think is what the number was. Um, he is on his way to death, though. He's very close to, to dying, and his daughter well, is going to be taken over. Uh, Canada is very excited about the daughter taking over because they think she is a dipshit basically and they will be able to and she run is. roughshod over america um we get the the introduction to the story is of a weapon being developed and they put a janitor in there they recruit this guy to uh to go basically sabotage it with this weird uh they look like the fucking squiddies from the matrix uh but they <laughs> the the weapon explodes and it kills a lot of people and uh so this guy's kind of fucked up the person that he had working underneath him uh, fucked up, but that's it, where but I, I, I think you might be missing the the point of them. They did mm -hmm. that to stop that from becoming a weapon that will kill more people. Right. Like they're doing destructive right. things to cause less destruction later. A means right. to they're, an end. They're, they're acting in what they believe to be the greater good. Right. They're not like a terrorist um, group. Right. No. No. They're they're doing things that they think are helping their base is located underneath the denver international airport i've heard that uh, that's sure. a thing is that real yeah it, that's, that's yeah, all kinds of weird shit man no they it's got it rumor. wrong it's, it's underneath john denver's house <laughs> oh shit 
and he died in a plane crash. It's all fucking coming together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God damn it. It's all coming up, Bellhouse. It's all coming up, (laughs) (laughs) Bellhouse. It's my favorite line in the fucking 25 seasons of that show. It's so good. Um, So anyway, in in this base, they have uh, have these weird agents that are like precogs fucking looking at shit um, that just have giant eyeball masks on. And then uh, there's there's actual aliens like the the prototypical greys yeah. that are su- supposedly what crashed at Area 51 are doing a bunch of research for the government and drinking Mountain Dew and fucking eating Doritos and shit. It's kind of dope. Um, um, they're had. erasing people's minds. Was well, that, that in the comic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're scrubbing and they're... like they're they're getting rid of the event that happened that that explosion. So they're going right. through the world and they're doing it for <laughs> Doritos. Just... And just erasing people's minds. Um, and that's code red, mind you. That is a Mountain Dew code red. That yeah, alien so is like, drinking. This is current. <laughs> like code red is a summer beverage. It's a fucking seasonal thing. So Attention we know to details. Ten place. out of ten. Gotta love it. Big fan of the show. There's also a <laughs> Who giant is Mountain bear. Dew. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Dew, big fan. There's a bear in a suit and tie. Um, that. Is I thought he was the coolest character in the book. He's funny. And you know um, why you thought he was the coolest character in the book? Do you know why? why? Because if I'm not mistaken, it's like the first five panels that the guy is in. He's calling his buddy a taint. And when his buddy says, stop calling <laughs> you taint. taint, he said, can I call you a pussy instead? That's why you <laughs> liked him. Had nothing to do with storytelling. <laughs> Oh my he says god. This, this giant bear in a suit talking to a human in a suit says, I don't think even the gene splicers could make you any more of a taint than you're being right now. That is fucking brilliant. <laughs> As I was huh? reading this, I went, Oh man, I hope Dad's reading this. He's gonna love this page. <laughs> I did. I really did. So the Greys are erasing this event from people's minds. Um, but there's an underground pirate radio podcaster. Uh, who was named like because uh, she's on the edge <laughs> um, it's very strange hit real close to home uh, she is you know breaking uh, breaking like conspiracies and shit like that and uh, she apparently is broke has broken into some dude's house and like jacked his Wi-Fi he tries to uh, say you know like hey you broke into my house but you could uh, <laughs> maybe there's another way you could oh I'd get neat in the balls um, is how she answers his uh, fucking overtones, uh, his sexual overtones towards her. Um, so she's going to be an important person going throughout the book. Uh, she is talking to our our government agent guy. I don't know what to call him because I don't think it's like a government agency, but like above government, the dude in the suit. Yeah, with that. What do they what do they actually call them? They call them levels, right, or something to that effect. The circle, something like that. Yeah, the uh, circle. He, he, it's like a fifth circle or something. I'm gonna call him Rhombus. Yes. Rhombus, so fucking Rhombus, and uh, and the podcast. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna have a relationship as this book goes on. Well, he's, we then he's saying, jump cut. We jump cut to a bunch of fucking hillbillies getting ready to shoot a motherfucker because, you know, real easy to get guns in this country. Uh, they're gonna take back Tennessee from the governor, and they fucking. <laughs> just murder the governor's assistant they shoot at her and uh as these guys are giving given their reasons for why they're fucking shit dicks um <laughs> rhombus shows up with uh 
with giant bear fucker. It's, uh, <laughs> oh. Murders them um, with a psionic gun. And he goes, he like tries to explain it, but he's like, look, you guys, it's a plasma gun. You fuckers can't even understand like basic shit. And I thought this was a particularly nice piece of writing. He was like, look, you can't accept a world where a black man is president or gay marriage is legal. So you imagine some conspiracy shaping these events, you know, um, I, he admits I like that like all they reference all of the shit. Lantern. Yeah. They, there's what, that some green lantern shit. <laughs> That was way too. That wasn't southern enough at all, Evan. You got to. You got to get a little. I went Canadian. There you go. That's sorry. <laughs> went the wrong way. Um, yeah, way way wrong. Right, now, but, uh, on the next page, who is this guy? Um, Mumra, Black Mumra shows up. <laughs> and fucking murders Canada. <laughs> he murders Thunder. the entirety of. Can- oh God, I can't. I, I, yeah, can like we, can we finish he kills this like the. He kills the fucking people in charge of like the Canadian uh, in Wasn't Jupiter there and uh, a Doctor Strange at one point in time that looked like this guy. Yeah, Brother Voodoo when he Brother was uh, Sorcerer Supreme That's looked crazy. like it, which is so offensive. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> My goodness, Marvel. Um, anyway, so uh, Black Moomra, which is way less offensive, shows up, murders Jupiter, and says Kronos sends his regards and. Uh, all these names and that's it. Oh God, I don't, I don't even. Jesus. Someone it's very Game of Thrones. Out of context, you just said Black Mumra murdered a planet, <laughs> and the Lord of Time gives his regards. <laughs> just saying. Buy this goddamn book. This book was awesome. This was. Did anybody fun. read the journal in the back? No, because we had to start the show. Right. But I was the next issue. The truth behind Pearl Harbor is revealed. I'm fucking excited. Like this. <laughs> Sign this me up. At like all the bullshit conspiracy theory. Like there's even instructions in the back of the book on how to make a tinfoil hat. Oh, I'm so <laughs> down. I got to read this awesome. now. <laughs> Fold sheet in half. Great. Fold left and right sides in. <laughs> Open bottom. Right. Fold each flap up. Place hat on head and adjust fit. Rock Enjoy and force. watch out for black helicopters. <laughs> no, awesome. I heard there's a conspiracy that has propagated the myth of the tinfoil hat, but it actually enhances the mind control rays effect <laughs> on anybody wearing one. The conspiracy, the tinfoil hats can't save you. They're actually hurting you. And that is when Matt switched to worse. kitten headbands. Oh shit! Buy this fucking book, man. Buy this book. This is the kind of shit that you should support. Like Captain America is gonna sell. Like nobody's not gonna buy it because fucking four assholes on a podcast were like, I didn't like this issue very much. Like it's still gonna sell. Is there another podcast talking about Captain America? There is. It's the IGN podcast. Um, (laughs) I'll call them out like it matters. They're not listening. IGN, big fans of the show. Nine and a half out of nine. (laughs) Nine and a half out of nine. Wow. That's good. I'm glad we got that extra one there. Goodness. But yeah, like this was so fun. The artwork I thought was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything looked really good. And it all, like a lot of times in books like this, there's a tendency for the otherworldly shit not to fit in or be in scale with 
the real world stuff. Mm-hmm. All of this looked like it belonged together. Yeah, it worked as well. much as it could. Yeah, it, it was believable in its ridiculousness. Like I could believe that underneath the Denver International Airport, there is a giant group of gray aliens drinking Code Red. In the wintertime, they'll be drinking pitch black, um, eating fucking Doritos and mind wiping people. Well, that's because there is. I mean, that's well, a fact. Obvious. Obviously, everybody knows that. But um, Evan, what did you think? I, I really enjoyed this book. I, I mean, the art style fit the story. The coloring was phenomenal. I mean, it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Very pleasantly surprised. Matt, I think your retelling of it was better than the issue, but it was it was good. <laughs> And Dean, this is one of the ones you didn't get to, right? Oh, it was great. I read all one page of it. Oh, I look. If I had the time, I would have. But I mean, you're welcome, Internet. I gave you a bunch of videos today on YouTube. You should go watch them. I I would actually mm-hmm. rather not pick up issue two and just have Dan regale me <laughs> what happened. So I you're coming in one month. <laughs> we will have that happen. It's a quasi buy from me. <laughs> Actually, Amazon's put us on their Audible uh, thing. We're gonna start doing their comic book section for them. Nice, nice. Sweet. There we go. I. Uh, it's all I've ever wanted in life was to just do voices. <laughs> Can't That's do it. any voices, but I just want to. It's just one of those things. They all sound like Dan. Guys... <laughs> I'm Irish, play? Dan. Can you hear me? <laughs> Did you I'm see Mexican Ricky Gervais doing impressions? <laughs> Ricky Gervais is the greatest impressionist ever. It's on YouTube. Fucking watch it. I think he was on Fallon. Oh, my God. It's so fucking funny. Jesus Christ. It's great. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, that's going to wrap up uh, issue 91. That's right. Yeah. Um, of the Paper Cuts podcast. Announcer guy say a couple things. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan. Thanks again, announcer guy. Evan, tell us a little bit about Garden State Comic Fest. All right. uh, This July 9th and 10th, we are putting on Garden State Comic Fest and Men in Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Uh, Over 200 guests uh, and vendors and whatnot. Um, It's a really good time. Me and my group of guys have worked really, really hard. We have some amazing guests coming, returning. Greg Hildebrandt, uh, Ethan Van Skyver, uh, and we're getting, we got Kevin Eastman this year. John Cena. No. Uh, no, you can't see him there. No, you, you can't see him there. That's very good. Uh, apparently, it's a really big deal that we got Jason David Frank to show up for a day. Dude, that's like People John like Cena him. except for Power Rangers. Uh, it's 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 like oh that is the the fucking Green Ranger yeah, yeah. yep yes oh, he will shit. be there Saturday so he's a fucking hoss now yeah like, he's yeah. a dude he's a undefeated he, MMA fighter right well you fight once I mean yeah I know 
<laughs> I assume that's it's more than I fought, but I mean, I beat up a kid in middle school once because he fucking stole my Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but I don't walk around saying I'm undefeated. <laughs> you could. You technically could. You could de- You could get away with that. Every right. fight you've been in, you've won. That's that Absolutely is fucking correct. true. <laughs> Hand, so am I going to be a guest at Garden State, Evan? Well, is this, that is, what we're this is the thing. We, the fine folks of Paper Cuts, plus a couple, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be doing our paper hunt this year. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, our panel is at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Um, we are right before Eastman. He's going to be doing a panel there as well. I mean, it's a lot. It's a it's a real good time. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. We keep doubling in size. Um, check us out on Facebook, Garden State Comic Fest dot com as well. I, I mean, oh, and the worst best idea of any. Oh my god, that's so true. I, I forgot the worst best <laughs> idea ever. Sunday, I I don't even remember. It's for a couple of hours three on Sunday. Two to three on Sunday, we are doing cosplay on ice. <laughs> The gloriousness that that possibly could be is mind warbling. Um, My mind yeah. is warbled. I mean, it's it, please come out, check us out. Facebook, Garden State Comic Fest. It's 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 fun to be had by all, especially if you like comics. It's the right place, to, and so, especially if you didn't get goddamn New York City Comic Con tickets, like you were waiting in that virtual fucking that was a bad queue. Time. Oh my god, a real bad time. That was horrific. I don't understand how they they still are a thing with the way they keep treating people. Basically, what I'm hearing is come for the paper cuts, paper hunt, and then throw Kevin Eastman a bone because he needs it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yes, yes, he's hurting for for the paper hunt. Stay for the ice skating. Stay for the ice skating. Come say and, hi uh, to you know, us too. You know, we're, we'll we'll be at a table and stuff. We got we'll be we at got a table all weekend. Yeah. Table, tons of people. We will have a banner. Yeah, we'll we have expired, relabeled sports beverages. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, only expired a couple months ago. Okay, it's probably still good. Michelle almost right. drank it. Here's the thing: if, and we'll if be you, giving if out you, hugs. Yes, free yes. hugs. Who's free giving hugs. out hugs? Because I'm not giving out hugs. People hugs not, not hate. Stuff. People can touch my hugs vest if they want. Not. Hate. No, fuck that. I will hug whoever wants a hug, goddammit. I'll, I'll second that notion. I want a hug. I'm carrying on for my boy Brian. So if you want to check, want to check our out. table out, we are like four down from Greg Hildebrandt, same aisle across the way. We will be making asses of ourselves pretty much the entire time, right? That's that's the plan, if I'm well, not mistaken. No, we, we have a professional staff on hand for this. There will be no ass making. When did we get that? Four hours ago. Just now. Oh, oh okay. So I must have not been on that memo. During the show. Just now. <laughs> We're All not right, going to so, be on the table. Uh, <laughs> July 9th and 10th, Men in Arena, Morristown, New Jersey. Or is it Morris? I always fucking get those. It's confused. Morristown, New Jersey. Morristown. Morris. 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 W-N. Good times. New Jersey. New Jersey. All right. Thank you, audience, for listening to us ramble on uh, for, I don't know, I'm not looking at how long we've been recording uh, this week about comics. Uh, we really do appreciate it. If you have the time when you're finished listening to this fine fucking Geek Aid podcast, 
why don't you head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or apparently our Audible page on Amazon and uh, leave us a rating and review. Only if it's a good one, though. Helps get more eyes and ears on the show, and it is absolutely free of charge. Join us again next week when we talk about a whole bunch of other shit and hopefully not sex parties. Well, may, uh, maybe hopefully sex parties. Maybe I don't know. We'll parties. see what kind of pictures Dean sends me this week. Till that time, for Evan Whoa. Goldstein, for Matt Much, for Dean DeFalco, for Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan. Guys, I had Carvel. It was delicious. So good. Mm. It was good. Fudgy the whale? No, no, I didn't get. What are you doing? Are you Some of us can't eat ice me? cream, motherfucker. Oh, I'm sorry. You're lactose intolerant? Yeah. Like a bitch. <laughs> like a bitch. <laughs> Is that a long enough pause, Dean? Because I got bitched at a couple weeks ago, and I just want to make sure that you have enough time to edit in between. Hang on. Butt plug. <laughs> but. Love Evan, you. I'm assuming you're gonna do your uh, your Garden State Comic Fest spiel. Sure, I could do a spiel. Yeah, Dan, Dan, sing him into that when we come back. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking singing shit. You didn't say please. Please. <laughs> no, it's too late now. I have to tell you about it. <laughs> what is the magic word, Doctor Vegler? Please. please. <laughs> Butt plug. May I, may I please. Just... Have the Garden State Comic Fest spiel. <laughs> oh shit! I've missed I'm you. I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs>